into the chasm gaping we mirrors multi-reflecting this between spunk stained sheet and odorous whim have a high flick shadow within assist me to walk away in sin where is the string that theseus laid by me out this
Welcome to Women's Magazine. This is Global Val. Thanks for tuning in. It is Friday, uh, August. Wow, it's the end of August already. Can you believe it? It's August 28th, 2015. And... Today, uh, not only on Women's Magazine today, but also on the next show, The Common Thread Collective, which is from 3 to 6 here at Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st in Florida. Um, We're dedicating, well, I'm dedicating this show and we're dedicating The Common Thread Collective to our friend Kyle, Kyle Leslie, who uh, just passed away. He was an integral member of Occupy San Francisco. He's someone who definitely was a very level-headed leader in an otherwise, um, you know, rather experimental movement, which was Occupy. I remember meeting Kyle down outside the Federal Reserve Building downtown on Market Street, right when Occupy San Francisco had really kind of kicked into gear and there were lots of people out there and and camping out in front of the Federal Reserve Building down there on uh, Market and Spear. And, uh, you know, for, for my own from my own perspective, I was coming at Occupy as something that was um, pretty exciting, but also a bit of a mystery, you know, not really sure what to expect, um, not really sure where everybody was going with it. But I walked down there uh, one day after it had started, and um, I met Kyle. And he, so he was kind of the first person I had an an in-depth conversation with at Occupy San Francisco. And he was so articulate and so informed and, and, and passionate, of course. Um, but, but he really, um, meeting him and having that conversation and talking about the literature, you know, the Occupy movement had libraries, free libraries set up, um, to, to everyone could become informed and educated and, and realize a lot of the, uh, inequities that are built into uh, we, what we would dub the system, um, but definitely day-to-day life in our, in our country and the powers that, that uh, try to dictate those, um, well, those systems uh, to the rest of the citizenry, not only in this country, but around the world. And we had a really good conversation. And, and having that conversation with Kyle that day was uh, exceptionally reassuring that the Occupy movement throughout the country was being led, and, and I know it's a egalitarian, um, so to say leadership, I know some people might take issue with that, but uh, it was definitely being supported and had very active participants who definitely could see beyond uh, the smokescreen that that many of us are, are living behind and uh, and... And, and, and actually know what's going on in the world. And so to lose Kyle um, at a young age, he was diagnosed two years ago with stage four cancer at age 32 and went through a series of, of treatments, um, tried a lot of different things, had some experimental uh, cancer drugs that unfortunately did not reverse what had already been set on course. Um, so to lose Kyle... Uh, from this plane is definitely uh, saddening, and um, there's so many people who will miss him. But also, Kyle was definitely someone who who made an impact on everyone. And I think that that love and the music that he put out, and the the sense of community, and his 
his bravery to stand up for what he believed in and support those around him who were doing the same is a legacy that will never be forgotten by anyone who ever met Kyle. So uh, today, all of our shows, well, the Women's Magazine here and the Common Thread Collective, we're dedicating to our, our brother Kyle and we're sending his spirit out. Uh, may it may it find peace and whatever lies beyond. So here's a song. I'm going to play a little music and then we'll be back in a couple minutes. Uh, this is a song by Sea Star off of her album Sacred Red. And the track here is Rainbow Warriors. And... Uh, Sending out love. I'm Global Val. Thanks for listening to Women's Magazine on MutinyRadio.fm, San Francisco.
And that was Sea Star, who is from the Big Island of Hawaii. And she's part of a group of goddesses called the Nectarian Collective. You can check out Nectarian Collective, uh, nectarianmusic.com, rather. Uh, sea Star is on there. Mary Isis is on there. Parmita, um, a really amazing uh, consortium of artists who uh, do obviously music independently, but also work together and are really operating on a pretty high frequency, I must say. They were in here a couple summers ago, actually. Um, I guess it would have been the summer of 2013, uh, late summer, like August around this time. And and they're really powerful for me personally. Um, it's something I've maybe alluded to in my in the other shows, but I haven't really explicitly talked about before, is the fact that at the end of 2013, I was diagnosed with a tumor in my head, not exactly in my brain, but below it on my pituitary gland. And um, it's... They're actually more common than you think, and, and they're benign, so they're not cancerous. But just learning the fact that there was something that I did, something growing in, in my body that I uh, didn't want and didn't need and was doing some, you know, a, a little bit of damage uh, along the way uh, was certainly disconcerting. And um, I remember when... Uh, the Nectarian Collective came into Mutiny Radio back in August of 2013, um, August or September, and it was right around that time when I had learned that uh, about this this thing, this this adenoma they call it. They don't call it a tumor; it's a tumor, but they call it an adenoma. Um, and yeah, it was it was really scary, um, but it was also something that I had now come into the uh, forefront and been and uh, presented itself as something to deal with. And thankfully, um, of, over time, through various uh, things, uh, I have been dealing with it and my health is very good. So I'm very grateful for that. And I think it's about being grateful every day, um, no matter what, is what, is what uh, keeps us vibrating on those higher frequencies and getting better. And so I want to read you a poem and then I want to play a song for you, another song from Sea Star, um, a song that kind of got me through and that I sang to myself as I was going into uh, surgeries and, and uh, MRIs and all those uh, pricks and prods and, and worrying machines that, uh, that come with, with having to be attended to by the medical profession. So this little poem that I found today, I don't remember writing it, but it's a little familiar for me. It's called In the Garden, an Adenoma. There's a field in my head, thick with roots and weeds, intricate earth and esoteric soils, where worms of memory inch along and burrow in quiet corners. The elephant in the room is an overgrowth, an organic but alien invasion that overfeeds the weeds and certain patches of grasses and occasionally requires maintenance to keep the errant seeds from spreading. The tender work of beheading always presenting itself as something that needs mending. It takes trust in Mother Earth to act in death as she does in birth and come to claim a superior solution, 
regurgitating and settling after a slew of pollution, I believe we'll see the regeneration within my generation. Source of this river, purify.
spring definitely got me through uh, surgeries and scans and shots and <laughs> taking that 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 hard pill to swallow sometimes um, but again with gratitude um, dedicating the show to Kyle Leslie who passed on and uh, here is a, a poem uh, not from me not by me this is, was sent to me by, by Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa Wallace, for Kyle. And if you know Kyle, and if you're listening, um, there's going to be a memorial or a gathering today, Friday the 28th, at Ocean Beach at Fulton, at the end of Fulton Street, uh, at 7 o'clock tonight. Um, so go gather in community, in, in the spirit of, of Kyle, because that's what he was all about, too. So Mona Lisa writes... Kyle Leslie, one man, one heart, one love, all man, all heart, all love. Kyle Leslie, your heart still drums, keeping time with everyone's, occupied this life, fought brutal strife, a light for right from wrong. Kyle Leslie, your soul is a song. So that's from Mona Lisa. Thank you, Mona Lisa. And again, tune in. You know, if you're listening now, um, hopefully you're going to listen all afternoon. If Unless you can actually come down and join us for the Common Thread Collective here starting at 3 o'clock at the corner of 21st in Florida here in the Mission District of San Francisco, Mutiny Radio. Um, and we're dedicating the shows to Kyle, but also there's going to be a lot of great live music showing up today. And you could be part of that too. Come play music, read poetry, uh, share your activism. Uh, let us know what's going on in the world, uh, in your world. And we will pump it out, streaming around the world, streaming around the planet, on the internet, on mutinyradio.fm. So, to continue, this is a, uh, a show, I just decided I want to share some of my poetry that I wrote when I was trying to uh, recover from my surgery 
Um, I'm going to save some of it for the next show. So I'm not giving it all away here, folks. Um, Global Val, got to, you know, got to keep them wanting more. Um, you know, be a little coy, I guess, sometimes. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> I don't know if uh, this has ever happened to you. <laughs> but um, so when I, when I came out of surgery, um, I was a bit punch drunk off the anesthesia. And it was actually uh, not as not as bad as as you would think. But uh, I'm sure if you were if you were watching me do this, it was uh, maybe not, maybe a little um, jarring. But from my perspective, I, I came out swinging. That was uh, it was actually during the 2014 Winter Olympics. And so my mantra was, I'm an Olympian. Uh, we're going to have victory. And so <laughs> uh, keeping those high spirits definitely uh, helped uh, get me through. But what I experienced, and this is what I'm wondering if anyone else has, and if, if you've ever experienced something like this, um, you can call me here at Mutiny Radio, 415-550-0511. So as I was in the ICU for a couple days after a pretty fucking major surgery, I must say, um, that went very well. I was kind of like drifting in and out of these very lucid dreams and I actually saw the inside of my own head. Hey, Diamond Dave just walked in. Uh, it was just like I I closed my eyes and everything I saw was like my eyes were open, like a moving tapestry. Uh, and I realized that I was looking at the inside of my head. Yeah, pretty wild. So here's a, a poem I wrote actually on... It was, it was Valentine's Day, um, so a couple days after surgery. And I actually think I, I called this in. I called in to the Common Thread Collective from my hospital bed and read this back on Valentine's Day of 2014. My eyes flutter closed. A textured red wallpaper moves with me, but on its own. I see carpets of cells swelling and passing, yet intricate moments I see inside where the healing lies and the darkness dies. To these moving quarters I send love and I see light. If I could animate it, it might be frightful, roving monsters and coyotes' eyes. But such is the rest that carries me to healing. They're not here to steal my heart, but to heal my very being. I cannot have fear so much as respect for what I'm seeing and for what they are doing. My regeneration isn't about living out some predestined suggestion. It's all about loving every gift that comes, every ounce of healthy love. So as this love comes in this deep breathing stream of dreaming, I'll look to what's bright and real and true.
Sea Star after on her album Sacred Red. So to continue to talk a, um, a little more poetry about uh, recovering and seeing, actually seeing healing happen inside my head in lucid dreams. Um, and when I mean that, I mean like it's 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 like a, there was some like really terrible '80s movie. I don't remember what it was called. Maybe it was called Inner Space. I think it was Martin Short where like all the like scientists shrunk down and were like literally inside somebody's head. It was, it was more like that than anything else. Um, but you know, it wasn't some weird cheesy eighties movie. Um, but like seeing actually the cell walls and things, it was such a trip. It was so psychedelic. Um, but they got better, um, from those dark images that, uh, that initially came. Uh, so here's the next, here was the next installment. Last night, the proteins came. Proteins go. Amino acid heads with big hair and colorful capes can do throwbacks with modern takes on what technologies can do. This is beyond new age tape decks or in-hand doodads. These heavenly space beings bring things that seem three centuries ahead, but probably have already existed for ages beyond our limited comprehension. These hands, hearts, and heads brought circus acts to bear, building towers of light and lion heads and flowers. This was an all-night party, performing all kinds of techno-light movements to make it all right. Put all the pieces in place. Make this healing house a home. No, neighbors don't mind if the lights are on. Everyone's in on the fun. These helpers are here to have a good time. And their intentions are right to be on site to heal my head and make it tight.
Thank you for listening to Women's Magazine on MutinyRadio.fm here in San Francisco, my hometown. I'm Global Val. I'm going to read you one more poem today that I actually just wrote recently. Um, Because as we talk about afflictions, we also want to figure out, um, and not just how to get through them, but how to rise above them. And uh, this is a a new little ritual that I've got going on. Um, Maybe you'll like it too. And it's called Grounding. Grounding. Shoes are off, and the earth is neutralizing all the charged particles, those misnamed free radicals that can wreak havoc on the most unsuspecting of cells. But what if every day your feet could meet the ground, just 40 minutes for everything to calm down and leach out of your inflamed house? Would your life grow longer? Would your limbs be stronger to climb that rocky path of daily insulation? Rubber soles burning holes in your ability to connect to the wet grass or the water. Maybe you'd find yourself faltering less and less. So take off those socks and let your feet rest on the dirty earth, the cool concrete, and let those toes and busy soles and nature meet. Thank you for listening to Women's Magazine today. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here on Friday, every Friday here at Mutiny Radio. I'm Global Val. You could check out some of the things, other things that I do on my website, globalval.blogspot.com. And uh, dedicating this show and the next show, The Common Thread Collective, to our friend Kyle Leslie, who we love and has passed over to the other side, but perhaps is still among us. And so tonight at the beach at 7 o'clock at Ocean Beach at the end of Fulton Street, uh, people will be gathering for a bonfire to honor and and gather in the spirit of community. So, you know, anything is possible. So remember, just when your aspirations seem outrageous, that inspiration is contagious. Peace to you all. Happy, healthy lives. Thank you. Mind, 
Smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com. That's 4AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4AltaCalifornia.com. Join us every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, bringing you the best of San Francisco's underground comedy scene here every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. It's only $2. You can bring your own beer and listen to comedy here every Friday, 8 to 10 p.m., 21st in Florida. It's MutinyRadio.fm. The House of Pride radio show, LGBT radio for everyone. Funky interviews, funky beats, talking drag queens, and much, much more. It's LGBT radio for everyone. Listen live every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. House of Pride Radio, LGBT radio for everyone. Celebrating the considerable contributions of the LGBT community in San Francisco and beyond. Every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Listen here for hot new local beats by LGBT artists and listen to live interviews. Tune in. Turn on every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m., House of Pride Radio with drag queen personalities, Tweeka Turner and Pearl T. Are you sick of reading the news? Do you even bother to read the news anymore? Do you need someone to read it to you because it's just so disgusting and depressing? If so, then the Weekly Review is the show for you. Join Roman Reimer as Roman reads the news, whether it be LGBTQ issues, cannabis legalization, prison abolition, 
police brutality, or many other issues that sometimes the media just doesn't feel the need to cover. Listen in, Fridays at noon, Mutiny Radio. Roman's also joined by activists, community organizers, artists, and many other great folks working to make the world a better place. Have no fear, the news is here. And if you feel like yelling about it, well then Roman will be yelling with you. The Weekly Review, Fridays at noon on Mutiny Radio. Hello, comrades. This is your comrade, Zach Wiseman, host of government-sponsored program, Communist Folding Chairs, mandated by the Kremlin to occur every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m., broadcast by our comrades at mutinyradio.fm. Sit, relax, listen to my comrades in stand-up comedy, march honorably through their cold balance sets, and other comrades make fun of them. Because in Mother Russia, if you can't laugh about starving for turnip, and beat and attention, you are a capitalist pig, and the KB- KGB will visit you shortly. Every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m. Looking to invest in the future of your community? MutinyRadio.fm and the Boys and Girls Club Mission Clubhouse needs your help. Please donate to keep the Radio Clash you listen to right now alive on the air every Thursday from 4.50 to 5.50 p.m. Donations are tax deductible. Donate online at www.mutinyradio.fm or just stop by the station at 21st Street and Florida. That's 2781 21st Street and throw some cash in the big glass jar. Stop by to experience live audience friendly shows every day of the week and know that you're supporting the future of the mission by keeping free speech alive for all ages. This PSA is brought to you by your friends and community partners at muniradio.fm. Hi, I'm Chuck Weiss. If you're an old baby boomer like me, pain is probably something you've learned to live with by now. Yes, there are drugs on the market that help, but they come with side effects and shouldn't be used for extended periods of time. But fortunately, there is an effective natural pain reliever available in this state, medical cannabis. Let me tell you about Alta California Botanicals. They're a manufacturer of fine cannabis tinctures. Now you can take your medication in liquid form, much more discreet than pulling out a pipe and lighting up. Alta California Botanicals offers five different formulations, each one addressing a specific medical concern. There are two that are designed for pain, one to be swallowed, of course, and a new one for external use only. I'm going to have to try that one myself on my arthritic fingers. There's a tincture for stress and one for anxiety. They'll certainly keep you mellow. And there's even one for people who suffer from MS. The cannabis tinctures from Alta California Botanicals come in one half ounce bottles. Each batch is laboratory tested and certified free of pesticides and mold. In other words, completely natural and unadulterated. Alta California Botanicals doesn't sell directly to the public, of course, but if you visit their website at Alta, A-L-T-A, CaliforniaBotanicals.com and enter your zip code, they'll give you a list of dispensaries near you that keep their tinctures in stock. 
Now here's a tip for the holiday season. Keep a couple of extra bottles of the stress formula handy. It'll help maintain your cool amongst all that shopping madness. I'm Chuck Weiss for AltaCaliforniaBotanicals.com. Do you have a great idea for a product or service but don't know where to start? Are you looking to expand your current business? Women's Initiative of San Francisco began its business management training program for low-income, high-potential women in 1988. To attend a free orientation on how you can achieve your dream of starting your own business, or for more information, please contact 415-641-3460 or visit womensinitiative.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Planned Parenthood is a trusted healthcare provider, an informed educator, a passionate advocate, and a global partner helping similar organizations around the world. Planned Parenthood delivers vital reproductive health care, sex education, and information to millions of women, men, and young people worldwide. For nearly 100 years, Planned Parenthood has promoted a common-sense approach to women's health and well-being based on respect for each individual's rights to make informed, independent decisions about health, sex, and family planning. Please visit PlannedParenthood.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. The Berkeley Free Clinic was founded in 1969 as a street medicine clinic, but quickly found a permanent home in the Berkeley community. It has become an icon in the area and has served countless thousands in a variety of ways during its 45-year history. Fees have never been charged for any services, materials, medications, or supplies provided at the Berkeley Free Clinic. Income has been generated solely via individual or organizational donations and government programs. To volunteer your time or to make a donation or for more information, visit berkeleyfreeclinic.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco.
mutinyradio.fm. Thank you to Mr. Naranava for the jam. Susie Sue. Or no Susie Sue. Um, Divinals. Christine Young. Sinead O'Connor with Ezra Pound and MC Light. Bauhaus. Adrian Ballou. Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Common Thread Collective. We are here at Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida Streets in the Mission District of San Francisco. And we hope you come on through and be a part of this sometime. We're also streaming, as you know, on mutinyradio.fm around the planet. Sending you love, sending out good vibes and good stuff. Hi, Diamond Dave. Yo, here I am. I'm 
I'm not in my best shape. I'm having some back problem, rheumatoid problem, but I'm holding on. I'm here. The room is filling up. We have some interesting thing, things happening uh, for sure. So hang on in, hang on out. And as I, as you as you heard earlier, uh, I want to dedicate it to my brother, Kyle Leslie, who's gone to the sky, the spirit world, the other side of the camp, after a pro prolonged struggle with uh, with the big C with cancer. He, uh, I met him first at Occupy. He and I worked together at many, many events. He is, he is a sound man, and I as kind of the MC to keeping it going, making it together, and two of us working, doing more together than either of us could do on our own. There's going to be an event tonight, which in fact was scheduled between the words of his passing, had come out at uh, out at the uh, a bonfire, bring instruments, bring yourself, bring what you have to bring. In the honor of Kyle, it's going to be out at the, at the beach. Ocean Beach. At Ocean Beach. Beach at, uh, the, at the end of Fulton. At the end of Fulton. Richmond Come on District. through, because here we be, District. as you see, and feel free, and here be you be. That's right. And so uh, we're sending out lots of love to Kyle and his family and all of his friends, of which there are so many, and I'm sure some will be coming through today for the, on the show. Um, and we hope that we can send a little comfort and bring some light because that's what Kyle always did. So here's Ubi letting us know. It's gonna be all right.
right. Thank you, Ubi9000. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. And out in the studio, we've got our friend Bloodflower sitting at the piano. Um, so uh, please, uh, Bloodflower, give us, give us some live piano. be uh, beautiful. And here I have sitting across from me, my brother Andy Rose. Andy Rose and I go way, way back. We went back to the very early. In fact, I think you, you and uh, Jeremy had a show right here. when I first came here. Was that, that uh, almost a decade ago, I think? Um, I hope it wasn't that long. Well, it was a long time ago. Who knows? Yeah, right in this very studio, back in the pirate cat days. I don't know if people still say those words here but uh, you say <laughs> whatever you want to uh, this be uh, free speech voters radio right here um we had yeah it was a great show and uh it was even better when we were um right on after common thread and well <laughs> and the league of pissed off voters time slot really is for the lineage uh lineage we can talk historically and historically and historically in fact because the league of uh, pissed off voters to me when i met you and jeremy 
was part of a lineage that goes back back to the to the various community congresses we had, mm -hmm. going back to the first district elections, yep. going out going going back to the first uh, kind of the chiseling out of a left left the activist wing of the Democratic Party. Uh, because uh, our vision of a democratic party was proud the, history was one that went all the way to the left proud history a proud uh, history that went all the way into the neighborhoods the first district election of supervisors people like calvin welch uh renee cassavay bob covington and so many others so we're going back to the early 70s with this <laughs> and really, in some ways, even before, but that's setting a certain basis. A little before my time, but well, uh, I'm still glad carrying to, on. Glad, uh, honored to um, be put somewhere in that. You know what we're working on to be put somewhere in that history. That's certainly well, uh, high praise coming from. Well, they do there. say. Uh, I believe they say in various circles, I guess academic circles, that context is everything. So it's about supplying that context out of which it comes, generation after generation. And let's cut to the chase again. Uh, well, I want to let people know for their information, this is being videoed for a documentary that's going to, that's uh, being put together by your brother. Jeff. By, by Jeff. Jeff Diesel. And uh, Jeff Filmmaker Diesel. Extraordinary. Hey, Jeff. And I think that the idea of that is what to, I, uh, one, of my, one of my catchphrases is admission at City, City College, in the city, on the planet, and in the street. In this place, it's in the city, uh, to be specifically the struggles that are going around gentrification, mm. and specifically it's, uh, right here with the monster in the mission, and what's happening is the sharks circle us here in, the, in, the, in that neighborhood that we call yes. the Mission, the Mission, yes. the Barrio and beyond. Is that right? Indeed. Um, I mean, anyone who's been in this neighborhood or in this city for the last few years uh, will tell you what's happening. I mean, we all know what's happening. The city is changing before our very eyes. Uh, the streets that are familiar to you seem like they're um, changing every time you walk down them. You know, there was a time uh, where I swear, without exaggeration, every time I went down Valencia Street, there was a new fancy restaurant going in and just when i'm like there can't that can't possibly happen again sure enough i'd go down valencia and there'd be a new fancy restaurant and um so we, we see the changes that are happening um we know the displacement that is happening because it's happening to us i mean there's probably folks in this room certainly folks listening right now um that are facing displacement have already been displaced from san francisco and um you know perhaps the neighborhood being hardest hit in the entire city um, is is the Mission District. And the Mission District is one of uh, the fastest, if not the fastest gentrifying neighborhood in the United States of America right now. That's, that's how oh crazy goodness. it is. Uh, 10,000 folks displaced since 2000, 8,000 Latinos displaced since 2000. This traditionally working class neighborhood is rapidly transforming into a neighborhood for where only the wealthy can live. And we know that we need social, racial, ethnic, and economic diversity in our city and in the Mission District for it to have a soul, for it to be alive, for it to thrive. And we're losing that. And we can all see it happening. And it's it's a tragedy for any of us who love the city, for any of us who love this neighborhood. It's heartbreaking to witness. And I feel like there was kind of a stretch there. Um, you know, I felt it for, uh, for a couple years where the onslaught was happening, the gentrification was happening, and we felt powerless in the face of it. 
And um, everyone knew it was happening, but no one knew what to do. And uh, we didn't know how to organize. I mean, of course we knew how to organize the fight, but I feel like, um, you know, it was just coming so fast and so hard that it was like deer in the headlights. And we're all just like, what are we going to do, you know? And like, everyone's worried about uh, their own housing stability, their own ability to stay in the neighborhood, um, trying to try to pay the bills, trying to pay the rent. And, um, you know, it was just looking really bad. And then um, about two years ago, um, you know, uh, this uh, monster in the mission, it wasn't called that at the time, but it was the Maximus. It's uh, 16th in Mission. 16th in Mission. Right there where the, where the, where the drugstore is, where, uh, where the drugstore is, that, uh, that block right. is what we're talking about. Right, That's 16th there. in Mission, Bart Plaza there, the corner where uh, the, the north east corner where the Walgreens wow. and, um, and the Burger King is and the uh, Asian market there and the, the little bar there as well um, and the Chinese restaurant, that corner. Um, yes, uh, if, if you were to stand out there right now and if uh, you would see the, the palm trees you know, that, are, that are on that corner, okay? Next time you go out to that corner, um, look at those palm trees and then imagine two 10-story towers twice as high as those palm trees. Those palm trees look like they're about five stories. They're towering over that plaza. Now double that and imagine the two 10-story gleaming towers of wealthy, you know, condos. And it's, it's shocking if you, if you go there and you visualize that. It would completely transform that entire neighborhood. It would transform the mission. Um, it's one of the, uh, um, it has the highest concentration of SROs outside of the Tenderloin. It's like one of the last bastions of low-income and working-class housing um, left in our city, left in the Mission District, and that would completely transform it. And the buildings that are there now that have obviously been there for years, the building where Global Exchange is, that whole right. block around uh, oh, there's 16, so much. so much there, but all of them have a sense to say, I have a sense, I feel when I'm looking at them, that they'll, they'll be up for grabs, whether they're going to be destroyed or not. Uh, once this monster to the mission, if indeed it comes in, and it seems to be up, up, uh, up to us, the community, up to what you're about to end, this coalition they're putting together, stop the monster of the mission, which will, if, if that can happen, which will, uh, which will stop that uh, dominoes falling. I myself, I go all the way back to first uh, I, in the Fillmore, the redevelopment in the Fillmore. We're talking in the '60s. You're fine. I can in the '60s, in the '60s, and then what happened? The hate with uh, Elioto, and you see Hate Street now. I've been in the mission since the early '70s, and you're right. I can see it faster and faster, and faster. But we talked. You're here because I came to that rally. It was on Monday. Yeah, and that rally was the most joyful rally. <laughs> usually it's doleful. Usually it's it's uh, well, where do we go from here and how do we get it together and fist in the air and where we are. But this was a joyful rally, and it has to do for the first time. There seems to be a certain chink in their armor, in their yes. armor because the monster of the mission is a test ground, and so give us a little bit of something about this chink. So we, you know, we've been. Uh We've been fighting it now almost since we first heard about it. It's been a, maybe about 20 months, I would say, that when we kind of launched our campaign against the monster and the mission. And we've been building steadily since. And it was, it was sort of like once, um, once a few folks got together around a table and said, you know what, this is we're going to draw the line in the sand. Like this, this, this aggression cannot stand, you know. And um, uh, to quote... Uh, 
to quote, <laughs> who was the character? The dude. The dude. I think it, yeah. Is it the dude that said it or is it? Uh, oh, no, it's Walter. It's Walter. And I think he's quoting George Bush Sr., is he not? That's perhaps the irony there. But anyhow, um, um, folks, folks decided we, we the line in the sand, exactly. We, we, this was go for this fight anyway. was too symbolic. It was the largest um, market rate development ever proposed in the neighborhood it was like we can't let this happen and so we've been building towards that and this coalition um has grown steadily you know it started out with about uh you know a dozen folks sitting around a table and now the coalition has grown to over a hundred organizations um across the neighborhood and across the city uh, small businesses hundreds and hundreds of residents um, have joined this coalition and our strength has grown steadily and um, you know we kind of feel we hit an important moment um, last week we heard this news that the developers had missed their deadline to finalize the purchase of the property um, they had uh, I don't know all the, the, the exact language, but a purchase agreement or something along those lines. And um, they had put down $8 million for the property, but they hadn't purchased it outright. And uh, these, uh, these kind of deals have an expiration date on them. The, the developer has to get the entitlements. They have to get the, all the permits to build the project, um, usually in a certain amount of time, or then the deal is off. And... Um, we didn't know that expiration date. That contract was in public information or whatever. But it came out in the news last week um, that they had missed their deadlines, that the deadlines were back a ways. They'd been extended a couple times, and they had expired sort of once and, all, and for all um, in August. And so, so it's the neighborhood resistance that is. We delayed that project. So if we hadn't and been in fact, fighting the chickens it. chickens are coming home to roost, to quote another. Another time, we're talking about Malcolm. Go ahead, brother. Yes, um, we've been we had already significantly delayed this project through our efforts. Uh, their plans were to have already broken ground by now. Not only had they not broken ground uh, by now, they hadn't even gone to the planning commission yet um, to get to get their permits to build. And well, we take we take all the credit for that. And um, you know. We still haven't figured out exactly what this means. Um, Maximus, the the evil developer, Maximus Real Estate Partners, um, they can you know they may win this. They're suing. They're now suing the owners of the property after they missed the deadline, and this is going to get tied up in court, or they may they may settle up because for these folks it's just like, are we going to make a hundred million dollars out of this, or are we going to make eighty million dollars, or can we make two hundred million dollars? Um, for them, it's, it's, it's we're talking it's hundreds of millions of dollars, and so um, they may yet uh, you know settle, and the monster may yet move forward. But um, we, we felt that this was, you know, a sign of, uh, of the impact that we're having. And um, we needed to take credit for that because we know it was the community activism that, that won this victory, this small victory in the, in the bigger fight. Um, and we wanted, to, we wanted to recognize that. And that's what that rally was about. On, on Monday, and it, as you said, it was it was very exciting, and um, you know we're we're building fo we're moving forward. Right here in your own neighborhood is uh, is the Beast on Bryant. So if you go to the 2000 block of Bryant, that's uh, cell space. Yeah, everyone knows that block. That. That's another beast. We're talking about a couple of beasts, which will engender many beasts. You two beasts, yeah, and, uh, two one two many, and so here we are. Now let me speak of this. Yeah, twice. Uh, Twice in the last couple of months, 
Uh, the mission has gone down, thanks to the work of a coalition of coalitions, I call this. Yes. Uh, has gone down and, in fact, uh, uh, since he occupied City Hall. Something I hadn't seen for a wow. long, long time. Yes. I believe since the un-American activities tried to come here way back then. And for a couple of times, so the next event, or another next event, will be on September 10th? That's correct. September 10th, where the Planning Commission is meeting. That's right. The Planning Commission are meeting to consider the, the various applications of, uh, of Maximus. Well, the, the, tenth, it, the 10th was going to be the date when the Beast on Bryant was going to come up for a vote before the Planning Commission. So we started fighting the beast, not, not just Plaza 16 coalition, but as you said, a coalition of coalitions. This is all kinds of uh, organizations and coalitions in the neighborhood have come together. The mission- There crosses many lines. Oh, absolutely. Uh, many lines, uh, many lines. Uh, people get together with the people they get together with, and then they, uh, and this is about reaching out, uh, from, uh, reaching out such things that added to, uh, coming out of the, the Beast on Bryant was CAN, which is the Committee Col Arts, which right. is also involved with the people yes. at 17th and Mission. Yes. Those folks, the artists, the community people, and we had the last, well, when we had that, we, that uh, over uh, the moratorium, we're going to talk about that in the middle. Right. We we didn't get two thirds, but in fact occupied the place. The, the yes. uh, public comment went on for hours. I've never seen anything like that. Yes. Well, the kids, Amazing. the youth, marched around and around and around. Spectacular. The mayor's office around. Inspiring. It was an incredible and inspiring. Each each time we go to city hall is a more inspiring built on the shoulders of what came before. Yeah, it's, don't panic. We're keeping it organic. Is that right, brother? Always, never panic. Always keep it organic. Yes, the the wise words that we all um, have uh, <laughs> hold dear from you, Diamond Dave. Yeah. So yeah. So on um, September 10th, we're gonna. It's gonna be a, an all-day action. Essentially, it's it's become about more than the Beast on Bryant. Initially, that was sign up why we were all going on September 10th was the Beast on Bryant, um, and then it expanded. And now, it, you know, we were calling the day uh, the Mission Takes the Planning Commission, and that was building on the Mission Takes City Hall um, and the Mission Takes right. City Hall Part Two. Those previous things that you were those actions at City Hall that you were referring to. This was going to be the Mission Takes the Planning Commission, um, but now it's expanded into the City Takes City Hall. And there are some other really important issues that we're going to be bringing up on that day. Uh, Just Cause Eviction Protections 2.0, a bunch of the um, uh, tenant um, activists and organizations, um, tenant rights uh, housing groups have um, put forth uh, legislation to um, give further protection to tenants in their homes. Thousands of tenants right now are being uh, evicted on the smallest of infractions that are in their that are in their leases that they don't even know about. For instance, did you know some people have in their their um, their rental agreement that they can't have turtles, like pets, like that uh -huh. insignificant, right? And people are getting evicted because they've had a turtle in the so apartment. So they're using whatever excuse. We whatever have, the excuse they can think of. We have of lawyers who yes. specialize in this, yes. who are drawn from this, who do this, and somewhere, somehow, maybe you could tell us more about it, somewhere, somehow, the people, including the various developers, are getting together and building their strategy. Is that right? Absolutely. You know, people have, some people have rental agreements that are like, 20 pages long. You have no idea what's in there. And the reason they do that is because 
They want an, you know, they may want an excuse later on to evict you, and they'll let you have a turtle for ten years. But when it's time to, um, you know, sell the building um, for a huge amount of money, uh, they'll evict you on on having the the, the turtle in your apartment. So. That's, we're going to be pushing really hard for the new package of eviction protections. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, Proposition I, the, uh, the pause for a plan and the mission, which would put 18 months uh, pause on all luxury development in the neighborhood. We're going to be talking about Prop F, which would um, you know regulate Airbnb so we're not losing uh, tons of our housing in San Francisco for tourist hotels. Because some uh, of these landlords are... Are emptying places yes. uh, uh, to sell it to people who want to turn what had been a family housing to an Airbnb. Am I right? Exactly. And this is a huge problem, and all these things contribute to the affordable housing crisis that that we're all facing right now. So, all that's going to be happening at the City Take City Hall on September 10th. It turns out that all our pressure on the beast has already uh, caused them to to back down for a moment, and they're trying to tweak the project just enough just enough to try to give political cover to any um, to any commissioner who might not been, have been able to vote for the totally egregious, awful project that the Beast was, and still is, by the way. But uh, they're going to tweak it just enough, and so they're, they're actually backing off on the 10th. So they may, it's probably not going to be before the commission on the 10th, but um, we're still working out exactly how we're going to do this. But it is our plan. Uh, to go full on uh, on September 10th, and um, we're still going to let the planning commission uh, hear from us in huge numbers. So and uh, so the the plan the meeting as it is when there's going to be an extra large meeting will be moved to the largest room in this, the largest room in City Hall, which is the Board of Supervisors Chambers. That's I mean is is that true? Have do planning commission meetings go into the well, large well, chamber? Well, I've seen that. Most commissions yeah. right. when too many people are there, they right. move, move the Board of Supervisors. Right. But whatever it is that we're gonna. They, it's going to be packing the place. Yes. It's going to be happening. And what we are here at Radio Mutiny, I hear the Common Thread Collective putting it out there because we we intend to not the voice, but a voice of what's going on as we're doing each and every week. In fact, speaking of that, uh, Kevin Welch, an old old friend going back to the early 70s, a, a veteran in the struggle, uh, San Francisco Information Clearinghouse was here, and he talked about four. So four propositions that are going to be in the ballot. Uh, we mentioned Proposition I, which is uh, which is the moratorium. We couldn't get two thirds. Uh, right. Is that right? Right. Proposition J, which is to try try to keep Twenty uh, Fourth Street in Mission. Oh yes. As a uh, as a uh, a cultural as the Lower Twenty Fourth cultural area, we right. call it. Um, the Airbnb one. Which I think Welch put together. Which is F, yeah. And there's a fourth one. I'm not sure what. Uh, uh, off the top of me. my head. Uh, but we'll be talking about I that's on the ballot that's down the line. Right. And hopefully what's happening out when we come out of this coalition, we spoke of a slate card, which we've always used before. But a slate card requires feet, requires energy, people getting together, requires, I've, I mentioned the Community Congress several times when we were talking, because we were both veterans of the first Community Congress, the second Community Congress, back in the 70s, brother. And uh, we need a kind of a Community Congress so people can unite. Yes. Around these four, united what's happening, unite what's happening in the mission, and also find ways to reach out to other neighborhoods, uh, other neighborhoods that are not quite under the gun. A lot of them have right. already had their gentrification. Yes. Some of the hate, Fillmore, all of that. But people need to rise out throughout the city because it's going to take a it's going to take a citywide vote to either nay or nay or yay to make this happen. Exactly. Yes. There's uh, no matter what neighborhood you're from. Um, 
you need to get involved because it's it's happening to all of us it's happening to the city wherever you live um you know got to jump into this fight we got to save san francisco i mean it's really it's really that dire and it's really that real and um uh on September 10th, it's a fantastic opportunity. The city takes City Hall. We're going to be talking about how gentrification is hitting the Tenderloin, how gentrification is hitting Soma, how gentrification is hitting Chinatown. Um, there's a uh, there's the 5M project. I don't know if you've you've heard of that at Fifth and Mission, at uh, the Hearst uh, family property there. It's it's going to make the monster in the mission look like child's play. This is a massive, massive development. Um, and That's where? it's been at Fifth and Mission. Okay. Uh, again, right in the middle of a working class neighborhood, and um, the impact that that have will be will be utterly profound. It will transform that neighborhood, and uh, that you know, so Somcan and the Soma, uh, this Soma Community Action Network, and. Uh, the SOMA Action Committee, these organizations have joined together to, to fight the 5M project. That's going to be a big part of uh, September 10th well, as well. Yes. So the idea will be having a tables out there at places where people can connect and keep it going. And of course... Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, too. It's not oh, going to just be going to the Planning Commission. Music, We're going to have music. music. We're going to have... Oh, I can't give away give it away all because we, no, don't, we, don't, want we want to take them by surprise. But come just come. <laughs> and you can come anytime during the day because there's going to be stuff going on all day long. What time are you planning to start? We start at 11 a.m. So come to... Yeah, if you can. And, then we, and this is the way to remember it. 9-10, September 10th. 9-10 at 11 a.m. 9, 10, 11 a.m. 9, 10, at 11 a.m. 9, 10, 11 a.m. Come on, people. We need enthusiasm. We need people together. We need music. 9, 10, at 11 a.m. 9, 10, at 11 a.m. 9, 10, at City Hall, City Hall, City Hall. Come on through. I'm with food.bombs, and I'm going to say, hey, food.bombs. They're just asking, do you know of other places? We were there for when the mayors came. We fed a lot of people. People loved it. Yeah. So food not bombs, food for the body, mind, and spirit. Nice. So we can say as we do it, city says, food not bombs, get in the loop, we'll have some soup. No time to frown, it'll be time to chow down. Food not bombs will, will be a key, so the have, food we have, is that will be free. So everybody brings what they have to bring, nobody will go without. Beautiful. Food for the body, mind, and spirit. How's that, Andy Blue? Beautiful. So come in. We'll have a couple of uh, Fridays between then and now. I want you to bring right. people by. Okay. Let people know. Bring us up to date. We'll and do. keep it happening. And we'll be uh, looking for election. It's still some time to go up. But look so we can build that coalition that will emerge to help get these four uh, with some backbone, with some backing, with a kind of a community congress on the air, on the air, everywhere, right here. How's that, bro? Beautiful. Thank you, Diamond D. Thank you, Common Thread Radio. Oh, you better and, tell uh, us. But tell us how yeah. people oh, can find you. How yeah, how can people find. get involved? So um, there's a bunch of like it's numerous organizations, but I, you know, I'm most active with Plaza 16 Coalition, and you can find us at plaza16.org. And uh, it may not be up to the minute updated at the moment <laughs> if you pull it up, but our our. Uh, our Facebook page is certainly up to the minute, so definitely like us on Facebook. And uh, you're going to want to be following Plaza 16 um, on Facebook and Twitter um, on the 9th, on uh, 9, 10, and 11 a.m. Um, so we can keep everybody updated on what's happening with the Planning Commission and all that. So follow us on Facebook. Find us at plaza16.org. Uh, follow us on Twitter. 
Cultural Action Network as well, Calle 24, um, Our Mission No Eviction, all these groups um, are active. You can follow all of them. Um, find out which organization speaks best to you and get involved. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, Andy Blue. So 9, 10, and 11 a.m. What day of the week is that, my friend? That is a Thursday. What a fine day. Yeah, fine so uh, we, between now and then, like Diamond Dave said, please come on back and uh, or let, let other people know and then come through here every Friday on the Common Thread Collective at Mutiny Radio. We'll be happy to keep keep putting it out there on mutinyradio.fm, streaming around the planet, on the internet, around our city, and in these very strange times. But uh, beautiful times they are. So thank you again, and we'll see you soon. Cheers. And so here we go. This is a song that I'm sure that everyone's going to appreciate, uh, considering the uh, the action that that we're talking about. The city takes city hall, and also something that I know our friend Kyle would appreciate too. Here we go, folks.
Man, it is a hot day here in the Mission District. Let me tell you, my friends, thanks for being here and listening and tuning in and, and uh, doing what you do and keep up keeping up your good work, of course, of uh, whatever you may be doing out in the world to make it a better place. We know you are. Um, so uh, we just got reminded here we we're talking about, uh, you know, doing projects. It's like, well, I'm trying to do this project. And it's like, no, you actually are doing the project. So when you're thinking, you know, I'm trying my best, well, you are. You're doing your best. So thanks for being part of the comment thread and uh and for for doing all sorts of good stuff and so yeah thanks to our our guest andy blue uh for coming in to talk about the all important very important um coalition forming across the city of san francisco um he's affiliated with the the group plaza 16.org check him out on facebook too but there's tons of organizations around the mission who are really active and really concerned about having all of these gigantic uh high-end high-rise condos being built around the city in neighborhoods that have traditionally been working class and you know a lot of people say well a lot of the you know latino population is getting displaced well but you know the mission's always been a a working class neighborhood before it was uh heavily latino um it was an irish neighborhood that's where my some of my irish uh ancestors their predecessors came uh down and and lived in the mission were here during the 1906 earthquake um and talk about community there that's when uh you know my great great grandmother or so pulled the old um, stove out onto the sidewalk and was making biscuits and things for the neighborhood. So this is a community here. Uh, it is a neighborhood. It's had ups and downs and uh, different ways of, uh, you know, different different walks of life coming through. But we definitely want it to still be some place accessible for people um, to come, artists, um, families, and, and not just uh, 